0: Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug, and these are my acute mental neuroses. There's actually some stuff going on, guys, that I gotta get off my chest. So I'm gonna slam through just a few quick things, and then I'm gonna get down to kind of the nitty-gritty, the meat and potatoes of the episode. Um, I talked a while ago about, uh, launching that whiskey show. Um, I haven't really done my due diligence. Or there's been not a lot of follow-up on it. I just can't seem to connect with Deb to head down there. So, uh... But I did start working on the logo, so I'm really happy. So there is some movement there. I will, uh, eventually meet up with Dave, who's going to be the host, and, uh, we'll get stuff done, um, because I'm really excited about launching that show. Uh, also, uh, I talked about, uh, another collection agency coming after me for something that got paid three different times, and now I'm dealing with that. Turns out, uh, the thing I paid is, is still apparently outstanding, and, uh, Whatever, I don't think this fucking legal team in, in uh, Texas is going to take me to court for $40. It's retarded. I don't want this hanging over my head, so I am, uh, speaking of due diligence, following up on everything I've got to get them off my back for fucking $40. It's ridiculous. Just ridiculous. It's just a money pit. It's just a scam. That's not why I'm angry. And I'm not angry. I'm, I'm, I'm sad. Uh, I, w- I was angry on... uh on Sunday night about what I'm about to talk about. Um, Gonzo and I had a a bit of a falling out, and it starts there. Um, It doesn't end there, but it starts there. Gonzo, if you don't listen to Shooting the Gap, is one of the co-hosts. He does have a bit of a volatile personality. Uh, He can be a volatile drinker. And basically what was going on um, the last couple runs of uh, Shooting the Gap, I just felt really... Genuinely disrespected as a engineer and producer, um, I take off my friend hat when uh, we're recording. But things like can't have the phone, uh, can't have your cell phones by the microphone because it creates a shit ton of static. And we actually, I the audio that I did get was almost completely unusable. Uh, and he because he wouldn't listen to me, uh, just waved me off, uh, totally dismissed me. Um, had everything worked out better, which I haven't gotten to yet. You know, I might have said here's the audio. Like, this is horrible. This is why you can't have your cell phones out on the table. You really can't use them to look stuff up unless you're, like, far away. Like, th- this is why. And I'm sure he would go, oh, okay. Like, I get it now. But the fact that, like, he doesn't believe that I know what I'm talking about and when we're recording and they get way off topic or they are just kind of repeating themselves or they get um, worked up they're passionate about sports. Um, sometimes uh, when James is on Gonzo and he can Kind of come to uh, loggerheads, and I have to kind of go. Hey, this is you know bad, bad podcasting right now. Like you guys are just arguing for the sake of arguing, which I've talked about on this show before. Um, James was not there uh, on Sunday, so I had a falling out. Basically, I finally just like stopped the show and went. I'm I'm done. I'm going to edit it down to like you know half an hour, um, and then it'll go up. Um, not knowing now. And I not mean, knowing then that uh, there was all that static and it was almost completely unusable audio, which sucked. Gonzo effectively grabbed my computer and held it hostage to the point where I had to walk away and have Ryan come in as a negotiator. He was effectively Kevin Spacey in the movie The Negotiator to get my computer back, and honestly, I thought he was going to smash it, but he just wanted to get my attention, and he knew, Gonzo knew that, you know, if he had my computer, he had my full attention. Started screaming that all I cared about was stuff, And the thing is, it's not just, oh, there's, like, podcasts on here, but, like, there's some sensitive information that I need to get off the computer, to be perfectly honest, this was kind of a wake-up call on that one, but, like, pictures of my daughter and pictures of friends and stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah, it's all backed up on an external drive, but, you know, taking my computer hostage was kind of the last straw, and I, pre-Vatican II Doug, would have literally physically fought Gonzo and probably lost I just walked away. Uh, that's post-Vatican two. Doug, the therapy taken hold. Um, I just walked away. I said, "Ryan, get my computer back," and then I'm going to leave. And that was Sunday. Monday, I kind of stewed about it. And when I say stewed, I don't mean I kind of sulked or anything. I mean, like I kind of just mulled over my brain and went, "What do I do about this?" And my thought was, if the boys still want to do in the gap, I will show them how to record on their own. Um, I will rec- recuse myself as the engineer. I will still produce it. Um, I will basically, they'll record it, they'll put it in a Dropbox, you know, like Monday afternoon, Monday morning, and I will edit it and get it up um, and make sure everything that they say is fine. Because I don't trust Gonzo when I'm not around to not say anything horrible. That was my thought, and uh, basically the friendship between me and Gonzo is is, um, pretty much over. I expected him to call me, you know, needing a ride to something this week, and he hasn't called me, but that's because of the next part of the story, because that's not it. That's not that's not where the story ends. Gonzo was upset, primarily because I guess he had plans after recording that he never told me or Ryan about, so we had no idea. I told Ryan that I might get out of work at 1.30, I might get out at 4, so he went to the store with his wife and, and like didn't get back till 5, which was fine with me, I didn't care, um, but Gonzo cared. We didn't know why. He never communicated that with us. Um, he, and Gonzo was right when I said, what well, texted Ryan about, like, not knowing what time I'm going to get off work. And he goes, well, I should be involved in those kind of texts when, you know, I could have stuff scheduled. I went, you're absolutely right. I'm sorry. I should include you in those texts. So I will give him, um, I didn't know why he was, you know, he was upset about that. And I'll, I'll take my accountability and responsibility for that. I was at fault. Um, but having that he made plans and didn't tell anyone, and that's why he was getting twitchy about starting times. You know, I don't. I, that's that's on him. Gonzo was upset. He was drunk when uh, the computer was taken hostage, which is why I was more worried about it than usual. Um, Obviously, I got the computer back. I'm talking about it. Everything's fine there. He uh, went to a bar and got drunk. Like, drunker. Like, so blackout drunk he had taken Ryan's Jeep to go to the bar. Um, He shouldn't have been driving to begin with. Uh, But he got so blackout drunk that uh, he basically left Ryan's jeep in the parking lot, which is, I'm glad he didn't drive home, obviously, but he had thought that he drove home. Um, so when Ryan woke up to get ready for work, and he got Gonzo a job, a good job, something where he could learn to trade, get, make decent money, get back up on his feet. He's had a hard time with that lately. Gonzo, like, was just going to sleep it off and not, go to the first day of his work. And Ryan's like, well, that's your fucking choice. He went outside and was like, where's my car? Um, so now Ryan is running late for work because he has to call the police and uh, report the car stolen because Gonzo swears that he you know, drove it home. He, a thousand percent that he drove it home. Ryan, you know, tries to call Gonzo's phone, which is in someone's yard. Um, and some lady picks up and, and whatever, he just wants to find his car, he doesn't care about Gonzo's phone, Gonzo's phone is Gonzo's problem. We finally figure out that, you know, or Ryan figures out that uh, the car was, uh, you know, at the bar, so he has to call the police, and he has to meet the police and show them his ID and say, yes, this is me, like, I reported the car stolen, but I found it, and I have to physically show up and show you who I am because a car thief could just say, oh, no, the car's not stolen, and police would go, okay, and that's not how it works. Ryan finally, you know... Gets to work late, and then has to leave early to meet with the police and, and all this jazz. Put his neck out for Gonzo to get his job, and Gonzo hasn't shown up to at least the first two days of work. I don't know about the third day. That would be today. Basically, Ryan talked it over with his brother, Justin, who's been on Shooting the Gap. who's a good friend of all of ours. And basically, there was the ultimatum that was, you can't stay here and drink. Like You can't live here when you're not sober. That's it. Um, so basically, Ryan's kicking him out. I don't know what Gonzo's going to do. I don't know who he can turn to. I would imagine he's probably just going to fuck back off to Texas and live with his mom. And I don't know what because Justin's not going to offer him any space. Um, and he's right to not do so. I'm not going to take on Gonzo. In fact, I've been thinking about you know really putting my life back together and getting my own place again, and um, or getting a new place and. Um, I'm glad Gonzo doesn't know that because I think he would go. Well, why don't we live together? And I go. You're out of your fucking mind after Sunday. You know, I, I didn't get a text from Ryan, um, but I did talk to Ryan for an hour uh, yesterday about the whole thing and uh, how basically the ga- it, Gonzo just burning bridges, like they was going out of style. And um, uh, Ryan had mentioned that he had texted me, but I didn't get the text that you know the show was on hiatus. And I said that's fine. Um, I still have one more Cushion episode. I might put it out. Um, they do have two cushion episodes, but one of them is Gonzo being drunk and it's kind of a train wreck, but it is usable audio. I feel bad. I feel for him. I I know it's like to have the rug pulled out from under you, but you know what? He pulled the rug out himself. He lost his own footing, and I know that I've been there, and I didn't see my personal responsibility there. I just blamed the world, um, which I think is what he's going to do. Um, I don't think he's in a place where he can accept his actions fully. So, you know, I'm going to worry about him. He's He's been a decent friend. Not a great one, but a decent one. Um, you know, we've had some good times. Had a lot of bad times, too. And right now, the bad times are eclipsing the good times. And uh, one's not worth the other one. So, um, you know, heavy heart. That, uh, you know, I see a friend walking the road to hell and there's nothing I can do. I want to, but, you know, for what? So he can... Get drunk and freak out on me again, or he can fuck up, and you know, tr- Ryan's got a wife and three kids. Like he can't fuck up Ryan's life. Mine, I can bounce back. It's you know, but you can't fuck up that that family's life. It's not fair to them. So I mean, shooting the gaps on hiatus, and Ryan and I are kind of in difficult positions of like, you know, how do we help him? um Not like staging an intervention, but I mean like. It's like I don't want you to be homeless, but you can't stay here, and no one's gonna take you in. So, it's like I, I wish I could help, but you've left me no alternatives. Um, there's nothing I can do to help you because of your actions. Freaks me out, man. Because uh, you know I used to be like that, and uh, it's scary when you find yourself kind of backed, backed up against the wall. You find out there's no. F- no ground floor on the elevator to hell, as I say, and, uh, so, oh, man. It's, uh, it's rough. It's rough. You now, like I said, it's uh, kind of a dark mirror, um, sometimes, uh, I came out the other side, you know, Andy Dufresne style, uh, crawled through seven miles of shit, to come out clear on the other side. Gonzo, uh, unfortunately is not doing that, uh, that not great. He's, he's still in the shit. Um... And I don't know if he'll ever get out of that. So, What a downer ending, right? Yeah. So, you can probably hear it, I'm winding down already, like I just, it's been emotionally exhausting the last couple days dealing with this. So, um, it's just really hard. So I'm glad I could talk about it, get it out, process it. Uh, Then I'll hear it when I edit it. So it'll be nice kind of being my own therapist for a second, or for about half an hour as I edit this down tomorrow so from damn doug's acute mental neuroses i'm doug and from damn doug's acute mental neuroses these have been my acute mental neuroses good night internet oh yeah this has been a blood alcohol content network production for more information visit www.bacnpodcast.com Your home for almost bacon and banjo!